On the line now is the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Ryan, we got a big one right here in uh, the state of Oregon this weekend. The... 10th-ranked Oregon Ducks hosting number 9 UCLA. Chip Kelly coming back to Autzen Stadium. And the betting world, we're all over this one, too. Um, how do you feel about this line that opened up at 4 and has moved now to Ducks' six-point favorites at home against UCLA? Yeah, I feel like the line tells you everything. And it's funny because, you know, sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, man, the public must really like the Ducks. But for a line to move two points, I mean, the public doesn't really move the line, so that means there's pro money coming in on Oregon, which, you know, I think makes sense. And I, I know it's been a nice little run here for, for Chip and UCLA, and they got some big wins, man. I mean, I didn't really expect them to take care of business against Utah, and we saw, you know, just how good Utah was and that win over USC. What a great game that was. And I know DTR stayed healthy. They've been able to run the ball. But I just think, you know, I think the narrative was that Oregon was a bad football team. I, and, and, I mean, it was a rebuild year, obviously, new coaching staff coming in, and you didn't know what Bo Nix was going to look like in a new system, trying to figure that out in just a couple months. But I think everybody thought maybe they were going to stink because they got blown out by Georgia. But then we realized, oh, man, Georgia's really good. All those teams in the SEC are just so much better. And that's not really a knock on the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or any other conference. But I, I like Oregon, too, in this spot now. I wish I had the four, a four and a half, but I think six. I think the number's telling you everything that you need to know, really, because you have the undefeated team and they're six-point dogs with some big wins. So I think they're going to have some success on both sides of the ball. I actually like them quite a bit. All right. I'm not going to make you talk USC because my boys lost. Ha. So. <laughs> you see that? Just, he, just, he just gives <laughs> you just a little ha. You know, that was, you know what that was? We, we stuck the knife in Monday, Ryan. You just gave it that little twist. You give it that little but, twist right but, there. But I'll say this. I, I think, you know what? Let's say if we were to get a rematch, I, I think I would like USC. Yeah. I mean, that was a hell of a game. That was mm-hmm. one of the better games. Everybody was talking about Tennessee, Alabama, and rightfully so. But, man, that was a war, and you got to give both teams credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a great scene, obviously, a great atmosphere. And then after the game, like both sides, you have guys in tears. And you felt bad for Caleb Williams. I Man, I, I – I gained a lot of respect, actually, for USC. They play tough, man. Cam Rising is just the real deal. No, <laughs> yes, very much so. And they're still a year away, but they covered, so I'll take it. Right. But I'm going to pivot hard because it's opening night here in Portland for the Portland Trailblazers and the NBA in general. I'm not going to go full insanity and have you pick Kings Blazers because – uh, only real degenerates are going that far. Also, you should pick against the Blazers. They're on the road, and their defense sucks. Uh, what uh, futures in the NBA are you looking at right out of the gate uh, as as something that could actually be good value? Is it is it in in the MVP market with a guy like Luca or Giannis, or uh, is are you looking more at Rookie of the Year categories? Yeah, so I've been actually – I look at a little bit of everything. You know, I do like win totals. I do play MVPs. Rookie of the year I actually stayed away from this year. I like Jaden Ivey. I like Jaden Ivey. I think he's going to have the best career, actually. He reminds me a little bit of Ja, like a little bit of Derrick Rose. He's just so athletic. I mean, I really like this draft, but he'd probably be my pick as far as rookie of the year. 
MVP, I know it's kind of chalky, but I thought he deserved it last year if he could have stayed healthy. And I'm not even a big Philly guy or an Embiid guy, but I think the narrative will be if he puts together the same season that he put together last year, he stays healthy, and Philly's a top three seed, which Harden looked really good last night. I think that that's possible. But, man, I mean, Jason Tatum last night uh, put on a show. So if he plays like that all season, he's probably going to be your MVP. I just feel like everybody's picking Luka. And right now he's my favorite player to watch in the league. But I worry a little bit, obviously, they lose Jalen Brunson. He's going to be more ball dominant, which is good. And I actually like the roster a little bit. You know, if Christian Wood could stay healthy, we'll see how he fits in. But I stayed away from Luka as far as the MVP. I, you know what's funny really quickly on that is everybody keeps telling me to fade Portland because obviously I do the show with Trista and she's a Blazers fan. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna find some. I'm gonna find some good value with them this year. The so over I'm will not be playing there. their win total. Yeah, exactly. They're not gonna play any defense. That's what I said. No. Them and then Houston. That's another team that's not gonna play any defense this year. I'm gonna play a lot of their overs. You know who's a team? I don't think they're going. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but their win total at twenty nine and a half was just way too low. I really like Detroit. If you watch how they played the second half of the season, they weren't only covering games; they were winning a lot of those games. And and you know, Kate looked really good the second half of the season. And like I said, I like Jade and Ivy. I think they could be a sneaky team. I think Cleveland, even though they're a little hyped up right now, adding Donovan Mitchell, I really liked them last year. If they stay healthy, Jared Allen gets better every single year. I like them. And then I picked uh, my, you know, my finals pick. Out West, I really like the Clippers. Again, they have to stay healthy. We have to see what Kawhi looks like. He hasn't been on the floor for two years. And Paul George has to actually perform on the big stage. But that roster is just so deep. If you look at their bench, if John Wall looks halfway as good as he did a couple years ago, he's just solid on the defensive end, gives you, you know, 12 points and a couple assists. I really like them. And then in the East, uh, the team that I think everybody's sleeping on every year, if they stayed healthy, they probably would have went to the finals last year. I know Chris Middleton's going to miss the start of the year, and they're going to be without Pat Connaughton, which is actually a big loss. But Giannis gets better every year. I really like the Bucks out east. Uh, I just I, Drew Holiday's a lockdown defender. I actually kind of like the pickups they made this offseason. Uh, they just have to get Middleton back, and I think they'll come out of the east. We're talking with Ryan Horvath. He is the host of BetMGM tonight, along with uh, Trista Crick, who, who she will talk you into the Blazers a lot. So you, you just that is sage advice. Go the other way on that one. Um, mm-hmm. But we're in this area right now where, like, I open up my phone and I get on the app and I'm sitting there and I got Major League Baseball postseason. I've got NFL. We've got college football. Uh, which we can't bet on uh, on our phones here yet in Oregon. But then you have the NBA's regular season starting up. Where to you do you first draw your uh, attention to? Because there's postseason uh, baseball going on. You have football, which is king. But there is good value in the NBA, too, when, when you're looking at early season lines where it takes a little bit for, for Vegas to figure out which teams are trying hard out of the gate and which ones aren't. Yeah, so football for me is always gonna it's always going to be king, you know, because I like to try to beat the number and I have the opportunity to do that because you know the lines are released and then we have five six days. Whereas with the NBA, they're constantly changing. Basketball actually used to be my favorite sport to bet on. The only problem lately, the last couple of years, and COVID played a big factor in this. The injury reports, you know, we never know who's actually going to be on the floor. Sometimes we see starters get pulled like twenty five thirty minutes before tip. And that's tough. You know, if you like the Bucks minus seven and a half, and there goes Giannis, or even there goes Drew, you know, you could be in some trouble, especially with some of these spreads. So early on, I do really like to look at some totals. Like last night, for example, 
I actually liked both unders and both games went over, and that's very surprising. Usually you get those standalone games. Everybody wants to run bet the player props over, and we get these low-scoring games, especially in the first half. But last night, both games went over. Philly and Boston flew over, and then in the second one. And then both favorites covered. So actually tonight, I'm looking at a couple underdogs. There's just a couple teams that I think are a little undervalued. I know the line seems a little bit off because people are going to think, Chicago was a playoff team, and I'm actually a Bulls fan, but, man, without Lonzo this year, you saw what they look like defensively without him last year. You know, they were a great team, a good team, I should say, in the first half of the season. They were the number one seed. But then when he went out, and he's not going to probably be back anytime soon, they fell off a cliff defensively. I mean, in the playoffs, they were giving up 22 points per game to Grace and Allen. Tonight on the road in Miami, I really like the Heat as favorites. But I like a lot of underdogs tonight. You know, I like the Magic, plus four, plus three and a half. I think they're a sneaky team. And then another team that I really like, they're not good. They're not going to win many games. And if they do start winning games, they're going to shut everybody down because that's what they do. OKC, though, is double-digit dogs, plus 11 and a half, plus 12. I really like them, and I like them a lot tonight. I think they could keep that within, you know, three possessions. <sighs> I just, I'm trying to think of how which way to go with the NBA in general as it as the season progresses because the NFL I feel like has individual markers you can build on when you're looking at the NBA as the season unfolds it's it's not just one season it's it's quarter seasons and and the things you can pull out of it if you're if you're playing the market on a nightly basis what are the things that you look for as the season progresses to kind of stake either for or against the team? It's so tough, honestly, and that's why I love the futures market in the NBA. Like, And that's the thing right now is it's so tempting, but you really have to be careful because it's all about building your bankroll and you know staying safe. When you have college football, like you said, the baseball playoff going down, the ALCS, the NLCS, NFL, and the NBA going on, you want to bet everything. But you can't do that because you'll be broke. You'll be living on the street. <laughs> there's a reason why in Las Vegas, you know, those casinos are so big and there's castles and nice restaurants. It's because Vegas always knows and they always win. So what I like to do is just try to take advantage of soft markets. Like in the NBA, for example, I'm not going to bet against the spread every single night. Like tonight, there's a couple things I like because it's early on in the season. Narrative is these teams are going to be bad and they probably are going to be bad. But opening night, we've seen some crazy stuff. Like I remember growing up, I went to ring night one time and saw uh, the Boston Celtics knock off the Bulls, and I think Anton Walker had like 32 points against Jordan. And it's just you see fluky stuff. But, like, during the season, I really like the player props. You know, when you try to find different markets, you know, a lot of people like to bet overs on points. I like to play unders. I like to look at three-point field goals. I really like assist props. You know, usually I'll go with the James Harden over eight-and-a-half assists, stuff like that. I just feel like it's so so much easier. And then as far as, like, looking at certain teams, you could kind of look ahead to certain matchups, like you said, at various points of the season. For example, like, growing up, uh, you know, another example with the Chicago Bulls, even when they were actually good and relevant in the 90s, they would always struggle when they would go on the circus trip. The circus would come to Chicago. They would go on that long road trip out west. And for them, you know, they would go, like, 7-4, and four, or maybe, like, 8-4, and four, and that was a struggle for them. So I always look at teams that are on those low, uh, long road trips, especially young teams. If a young team is out in Los Angeles or, you know, out in California, you look at party cities, nobody ever plays good. Nobody ever plays good in Miami, but especially young teams. Like if you have a young team like Orlando traveling to Miami, you bet the heat because the heat at home, 
one, they're great against the spread under Eric Spolstra, and you have a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds out in Miami for 24 hours. What do you think they're going to be doing? So I, I like certain stuff like that. We got an email, and this this is coming from a texture at 503-250-1080. Um, we were – we were talking about this earlier. There's odds uh, from sportsbetting.ag that we got via an email of the first player to go for 50 points um, this season in the NBA. And Damian Lillard was plus 1,100 on that line. Uh, he was way down the board. Uh, what do you think uh, of that and him being, I think he was seventh, even behind Joel Embiid on that list of, of the guys that um, could go for 50 out of the gate because of the fact that he kind of seems like he's going to be on one of those FU tours so <laughs> this year. Yeah, not only that, like, and I think people for, are forgetting how good of a player he is when he's <laughs> fully healthy. And that's the thing with the Blazers slander. Like, again, they're not going to win 50 games most likely, but I don't know. Surprising stuff happens every year. But if they're committed to keeping Dame, I mean, he wants to win, so he's going to go out there every night. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, Washington's a terrible basketball team. And, uh, but, you know, if I'm playing a prop like that, if I'm looking for somebody to drop 50, you know, especially be the first to do it all season long, I'm probably looking for a guy like Dame because the volume is going to be there. He's going to get the 25 to 30 field goal attempts where if you look at some of these teams right now, they're so deep. Like Kyrie and KD, they have to share shots. And then the role players, you know, same thing in, in Milwaukee. You know, maybe Giannis is actually a good bet without Chris Middleton to start the season and Pat Connaughton. You know, maybe he goes off for 50 early on. But I'm looking at guys like Dame, you know, obviously ball dominant. He's going to have the ball in his hands. Maybe a guy like Bradley Beal. I would say Zach Levine, but you have DeMar there sharing shots. So I might look at somebody like that, you know, somebody where they're getting the majority of the field goal attempts because early on in the season, guys aren't playing a whole lot of minutes and guys are sharing the ball a little bit more than they are later on in the year, I feel. All right, Ryan Horvath is the host of BetMGM tonight and our BetQL Network Insider. Thanks for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for having me.